Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Well, I want to say to you, I have a boss. And my boss tells me in 2 Timothy, Balmer, preach the word. So I'm doing just what Jesus did. Would I rather not even have to talk about hell? Absolutely. I'd just like to talk about heaven to you. I'd love to talk about it. I don't even want to mention judgment. Why would I want to mention judgment? But if out of the seven, Jesus did twice, hmm, as I said earlier, aha, I need to warn lovingly. Some preachers and teachers today refuse to talk about sin, judgment, or hell. They want to focus on all the positives in the Word. Such a desire is understandable, but it's not scriptural, and it's not loving to those who need to hear. In today's message, Pastor Mark reminds us that he is under a command from his boss, Jesus Christ. He is under command to preach the Word, the whole Word of God, not just those parts that are easy to hear. If Jesus spoke about sin, judgment, and hell, then out of love for our fellow man, we all need to at times as well. It's part of the message of God's love for us. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, The Importance of Understanding. He says, before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my spokesman to the world. Now, that's to Jeremiah. He was going to be a prophet. But that verse applies to every single person ever born. Before you were born, he knew you. He knew your name. And you know what? He appointed you to throw the net out, to be a believer, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. He gifted you, but he knows that you have a choice whether to do God's deal or do your own. Remember about the two parables at the beginning? It isn't worth anything trying to do my own. I want to give up everything to do his will. That's what the goal is. So when you see this, understand that God loves and values every single person. They were created in his image. He gifted them. Ephesians says, when I became a believer, even way before at the beginning of time, there were good works that God had already created for me to do. Do you know some of that will be? And you think that sounds stupid. It sounds silly. No, it doesn't. So understand today this next statement. Understand everyone will be judged with eternal consequences. How does that work? What does that work like? What does it look like? Let me give you an illustration of how it works so you will know and you'll have it very clear in your mind. Let's say this afternoon, for whatever reason, you die. And you're a Christian. You're born again. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. 
What happens to you? Well, here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says. Now, what man says, here's what the Bible says. It says, I was appointed to die once, and after death, the judgment. So, if I'm a Christian, absent from the body, present with the Lord. My wife eventually will take all the, the ashes because I'm going to be cremated and I don't put them in the rose garden, throw them somewhere, whatever. Get her another husband's got more money, something like that, <laughs> taller, whatever. It doesn't matter because I'm not going to be here. <laughs> absent from the body, tell me, present with the Lord. And where is present with the Lord? It's in heaven. See, salvation is priceless. There's no way to get there. And as you're there, then what? Well, there'll become a time that I'm going to be judged. You mean Christians are going to be judged? Yes. How am I going to be judged? I want to be judged for my talents, my time, my work, my money, my motives. Has nothing to do with salvation. I'm already in heaven. Hallelujah. But it has to do with the rewards. You'll be judged. Now, let's say I'm not a believer and I die. What's my outcome? Body is the same. But the scripture says that I go to a, a place called hell. It's not the final destination. Listen to me clearly. It's a place called hell. I don't get a second chance. I don't get a third chance. I just don't go in the ground. I don't get a chance to come back again. Nobody can pray me out of hell. You're going to see that from our true story in a moment. But in hell, by the way, and it's not a party place. It's a place of incredible torment. We'll see that. Now, what happens after hell? Well, after hell, I will also be judged, and I'll have, a, well, different degrees of punishment. But everyone from hell eventually ends up in the lake of fire. Now, just by the name of that doesn't sound good to you, does it? That's the two destinations. And you determine your destination. This is serious stuff. You say, well, why did Jesus... In two of the seven parables, talk about it. Because of your worth, your value. You will spend heaven with God or hell without God. The choice, yours. Why do I throw out the net today? Very reason. To give you a choice. That's what Jesus was saying. There's a time coming. And it's going to be man's decision where he spends eternity. Now, if you will... Turn with me. Keep your finger there. We'll be right back. Turn to uh, Luke chapter 16. A couple gospels back. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 16. There's a true story here. It's not a parable. It's about, it's about this question of judgment. There's a man who ends up in hell, which is that temporary place, eventually taken and put in the lake of fire. He ends up there. And in hell, we'll, we'll start down in verse 27. In hell, he, he cries out for help. He has two things he cries out for. Number one, he cries out from his pain and agony. And by the way, there's no relief. There's no relief for him. But his second question has to do, his second request has to do with his relatives here on earth. Now, I want you to think about that today. I don't care who you are. If you're a Christian, you have unsaved relatives, friends, co-workers. We all do. And so this man in hell, in torment, is thinking about those that are still left on earth with a choice. We begin, you've turned in your Bibles, I'm going to do out of the end, New Living Translation, and teach it to you, but you need to know where this passage is. Remember, by this passage you want to write, not a parable, this is a true story. 
Because there's a person's name in here. Let's begin. Verse 27. Then the rich man said, please, Father Abraham, send him to my father's home. In other words, back on earth. For I have five brothers. And notice what he wants them to do. I want him to warn them about this place of torment. Reason? Why warn them? So they won't have to come here when they die. Now, isn't that amazing? You see what this man understood in hell finally? Is he is in a place where there is no exit. He can't leave it. He can't do anything about it. See, when you die, there is no alternative. Nobody can pray you out of there. Nobody can move you out of there. You can't change. Your destiny's determined at your last breath. So he says, I can't leave this place of torment. If I go on college campuses, I use this passage quite often. Because notice he says, I want to tell him about this place, this party place. Is that a party place? You know, on campuses, they're all into the sorority and the, and the fraternities. Man, it's going to be the biggest party. We're all going to meet our other buddies there in hell. No, 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 no. So he goes on and he says this. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read their writings anytime they want to. So here's the response. Here's the response. The response is this. The Old Testament was available. And what's the answer? All they have to do is read the Bible. If they read the Bible, they have all the truth they need. Where heaven is, where hell is, how to get there, and how to do whatever. But this man goes, well, no, the Bible isn't enough. By the way, the Bible is enough. Look at the next statement. The rich man replied, no, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will, watch this, then they will do what? Turn, read it with me, turn from their sins. So why is he in hell? Because he didn't turn from his sins. That's why a person goes to hell. See, to end up in hell, you do nothing. You just do nothing because my sins separate me from God. Now notice the response. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, in other words, if they won't read the Bible, if they don't believe the Bible, they won't listen even if someone rises from the dead. Do you know how prophetic that was? Did anybody rise from the dead and people don't believe it? Sure. That's what the Da Vinci Code's all about. That Jesus was a man, he wasn't deity. And he rose from the dead. And because of that, if you believe in it, if you believe he rose from the dead, you can be a believer. If you don't believe, if you believe Jesus was a good man and he didn't rise from the dead, you have no chance of going to heaven. That's what this says. That's exactly what this is. Notice how clear and plain it is. So why do we get these warnings? Bottom line is, here's an understanding. Write it down. Get it today. The brothers had the teaching of the Bible. The Old Testament warned them. If they don't believe it, it doesn't matter. How about for us today? Well, we have the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. Understand the truths of the Bible must be believed and lived to avoid hell. You see, failure to listen and believe the Bible is certain judgment. If you don't believe the Bible and you don't live the Bible, you have no chance of going to heaven. I don't care what you quote. I don't care what profession you make. You have no chance of going. See, the last statement by Jesus was simply this. You must basically be a follower of Jesus Christ. So, second understand is this. Understand today that tomorrow may be too late. 
to choose Jesus. If this man had taken a little trip to hell and was able to turn the clock back, would he have made a different choice the day before he died? You betcha. But there's no choice. Today's the day of salvation. It's your choice. Now, scoot with me back to Matthew. That's where you have your finger. Verse 51. Jesus said, have you understood all these things? And the disciples reply, yes. Verse 52. Therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of the storeroom new treasures as well as the old. What was he talking about? Jesus was saying this. The disciples had been instructed in the Old Testament. They knew the Old Testament. That's all there was at this point. That's all there was. But he says, notice, he says, out of their storeroom of understanding was coming old treasures, Old Testament, but new treasure. What was the new treasure? Well, the new treasure was the seven parables that he just gave them. Principles of the New Testament. The new treasure eventually would be the New Testament and the Old Testament. So what Jesus is saying, if you understand the Old Testament and you understand the New Testament, you'll understand truth. Understand knowing the Bible brings the privilege and the responsibility of sharing truth. You see, when Jesus went back to heaven, the disciples knew a little bit of the Old Testament You'll see as you move through the New Testament, they knew actually quite a bit because they could quote it. Peter could talk about it. Stephen could talk about it. And they were getting new revelation, but they didn't understand it all and didn't get it all. But Jesus said, when I go back to heaven, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit in my place. He's one just like you. And when he comes, he will do two things. He will teach you all truth. I'm just a conduit. And you're getting truth. It goes right to your heart. You go, aha, I get it. But more than that, Jesus said to his disciples, he will remind you of things. By the way, the older I get, the more the Holy Spirit has to help. So the Holy Spirit is going to remind us of those truths. And understand, when you watch any kind of Christian television, whatever, it's about the Word of God. If you watch lots of television programs, some of them are very entertaining. In fact, some of the people are so incredibly gifted as speakers. If they were car salesmen, I'd buy five cars probably before I turned the crazy thing off. But watch with discernment because you will never hear in some of them any judgment. You would never hear the word sin. You certainly would never hear the word hell and eternal destination. Well, I want to say to you, I have a boss, and my boss tells me in 2 Timothy, Balmer, preach the word. So I'm doing just what Jesus did. Would I rather not even have to talk about hell? Absolutely. I'd just like to talk about heaven to you. I'd love to talk about it. I don't even want to mention judgment. Why would I want to mention judgment? But if out of the seven, Jesus did twice, hmm, as I said earlier, aha, I need to warn lovingly. That's what Jesus was doing. So understand why we do this specific thing. Now, look at verse 53. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. This is real life. When Jesus finished the teaching of the seven parables and explaining some of them, he just moved on. He goes back and you see in a moment to his hometown. When you finish your devotions, you go back to normal life. That's where life is lived, normal life. That's who we are until we die. 
So what can we expect from normal life? Jesus, the greatest teacher of all, goes back to his hometown, to his family and his neighbors. What kind of response will he get? We'll take a look. Verse 54, coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue. They were amazed. Where did this, you might want to circle this word, man get this wisdom in these miraculous powers, they ask. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers, James and Joseph and Simon and Judas, and aren't all of his sisters, notice Jesus said brothers and sisters, with us, where then did this circle it, this man get all these things? Now, what was the problem? The people in Nazareth, even his family, were amazed. And yet, even though they loved the wisdom and the power, they couldn't comprehend that he was more than a man. He was human. They couldn't get by it. Do you know that even his, his own brothers and sisters... Mary knew who he was. His own brothers and sisters didn't get it. James, his brother, didn't get it till after the resurrection. Notice the response in verse 57. And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, only in his hometown and in his own house is a prophet without honor. See, Jesus was over and over. He had just given incredible seven teachings. He's healing people. He's raising the dead. And the people go, hey, how can he do that? He's a man. Write this down. Understand sometimes our friends and family are the most difficult to reach for God. Don't get discouraged. Often we, we pray for our relatives that people will come into their path, other Christians, and share with them. You know why? Because sometimes we, we're a little too zealous. You know what I mean? We're a little too pushy. Because we got saved and we want them to get saved tomorrow. Well, it took us sometimes years, but we pressure them. It's the same way when I get on an airplane, and you know, that's what I did with the other guy coming back. So what do you do? And he tells me business, and he says, what do you do? I say, I'm a pastor. And then there's this button thing for the stewardess. Could you please move me, please? (laughs) Or all of a sudden, there's this big space between us. If I want want space, I just say, I'm a pastor. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. But sometimes that's true. Because they don't want to be next to a pastor. So maybe you have a relative or loved one or somebody that hasn't come to the Lord yet. Number one, don't give up. Keep praying. Pray for God to bring somebody into their path that isn't you. God can do amazing things. Don't give up. Jesus himself couldn't reach. Jesus couldn't reach his own relatives. Well, our last verse is verse 58. And he did not do many miracles there because of their, circle it, lack of faith. Here's our last understand. Understand that a lack of belief is a barrier to a changed life. You see, I like to restate that. You expect God to do things. You see, God is changing lives. Aha! I get it. 
Cast the net out. Let God do the separation. Don't be discouraged about my relatives and friends. Understand that my salvation is priceless. There is a place called heaven. There is a place called hell. I don't want to go there. I have a responsibility. The word of God is true. That's where people's faith is built from. You see, as you look at that, then I could say this verse. I'd like to rewrite it. And he did many miracles there because of their faith. That's what you want God to do. That's what I want God to do in my life. Earlier, I said to you that when Jesus came, he said this, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men and women. And it says that once they dropped their nets and they followed him. You see, they had to take a step of faith. Why did they drop their nets? They didn't really know, except they had an expectancy, that the lifestyle ahead of them was way better than their old one. Understand today, the most important decision in your life and my life as Christians is to follow Jesus Christ. You are following, but some of you haven't let go of the net. You remember in the parables? They gave everything to follow Jesus Christ. Is there a relationship that you're holding on to and still trying to follow Jesus? Maybe you've been hurt in a church. Maybe you're in a sin right now and you think it's too great for you to really become a follower of Jesus. You hear me talk about heaven and hell and go, wow, you mean I'm actually going to be judged for because I don't do anything with my time and my talents and my gifts and what? Yeah. I just want to challenge you with this verse. I don't ever use the message Bible to study from. Don't ever use it. It's just a man's, he reworded everything. But once in a while, there's a neat verse. It says this in Ephesians 1. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. It's in Christ. See, before Christ, life is nothing. It's for you. Then it goes on. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living. You know, the Bible says, before I knew him, he loved me, and he died for me. God has his eye on you. He loves you. Your worth to him, invaluable. He went to the cross for you. Before you were even born or created, he had a plan for your life. That plan to know him, to understand him, to worship him, to serve him, and to follow him. If you'll take that step of faith and serve God, priceless. Nothing to compare. Let me ask you this morning as a believer, are you really following Jesus Christ this morning? The net that's behind you, is there something keeping you from letting go and really following Jesus Christ? You see, it's priceless. You want to just go for it. Get your heart ready. Guys, don't think about your life here. Think about your life there. That's who we are. We're eternal people. Hell is a real place. Jesus wasn't afraid or ashamed to talk about it because his desire is that all would go to heaven. Because of the reality of hell, you and I have a responsibility to share the truth of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. In today's message, Pastor Mark challenged us to get involved in the work of the kingdom. We all have a responsibility to share Jesus Christ with others, to be fishers of men. 
Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Who is Jesus Christ? That is the heart of the question for our next edition of Lessons for Living. Pastor Mark will share with us the dangers of a hardened heart. King Herod had a casual curiosity about who Jesus was, but it didn't drive him to the place of faith in Christ for salvation. Beware of a hardened heart. Or like Herod or Dan Brown, writer of the Da Vinci Code, Jesus will seem to be a mere man to you rather than the Savior he truly is. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurry.